Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I talk to different creative people all the time, and I'm so sorry I have been away so long. Um, just stuff, you know, work, and then a few people I was going to interview uh, canceled, and just, just life stuff. Uh, we did the mismatch game, you know, just stuff. Anyway... The guest I have this time is named Jimmy Fowley. He is the star and creator of the hit web series Go Go Boy Interrupted, which is about a West Hollywood go go boy who turns 30 and crashes because it's all over if you're a go go boy and you turn 30. So uh, I interviewed him a little while ago, but we were holding this podcast because the Kickstarter campaign for season two of Go Go Boy Interrupted just went live, so we wanted to time it so that this would go with that. So season one was a big fat hit, and so they're going to make a season two, and you can donate to it by going to the Go Go Boy Interrupted fan page on Facebook or at gogoboyinterrupted.com, and you can find the campaign there. You can also see all the past episodes of season one, which are so, so funny. So it was a ton of fun to talk to Jimmy. I don't even remember what we talked about because it's been a while. I know we talked about crazy Wee-Ho go-go boy dancing stories and signature moves, things like that. Things you'd want to know. Outfits. Um... But before we get to the interview, I just want to do a bit of housekeeping. I want to thank uh, Caroline McEwen for donating uh, to, my, to my little tip jar. It helps me keep the podcast free and pay for things like web space and hosting and the website and all that stuff. Um, if you'd like to do that, you can do that at DennisAnyone.net. You can also see pictures that go with some of my podcasts and do other stuff like subscribe to my newsletter, all of that stuff. All right, um, follow me on Twitter, uh, at Hensley Dennis, and um, like the Dennis Anyone uh, Facebook page. That would be cool. And um, that's about it for now. Enjoy Jimmy Fowley, creator of Go Go Boy Interrupted. All right, here I am in, is this considered Hollywood or West Hollywood? I think this is just on the border. It's just on the border. So close to that target. Ugh, uh, so close we can taste it. I'm here with Jimmy Fowley, actor and star of the web series Go Go Boy Interrupted. Hey, everyone. Which I'm a big fan of. Oh, thank We're you. We're going to break it down. We're going to break it all down. Um, so, and you're also a member of the Groundlings, or you've done stuff mm-hmm, in the Groundlings. Yeah, I'm a Sunday Company alum, and I'm a teacher there, so... Get to wow! Teach improv, yeah. Is it fun to teach improv? It is, but you're kind of like the um, the Ellis Island of Hollywood because people taking improv will be like just so random, you know. Some right. the students. It's like give me your tired, you're poor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like there will be times where uh, you know we we'll, we'll have like full on actors that I recognize right. will be taking a class just to like you know try improv brush out. up their skills. Yeah, and then sometimes it'll be like you know this like seven foot woman from like Mississippi who's like I'm here for two weeks to make it happen and if it right. doesn't I'm gonna go home so right yeah do you ever see yourself in your class like the kid that's like you were when you first showed up yeah that's such a good question I think like um, if I see like a gay guy who's really eager I'm yeah. like oh that seems like me right because um, I, I really wanted it some people are just kind of like taking the class for fun but right. you as you keep going through the program you can keep on performing more and more here should right. I shut that because my Okay, yeah, if your neighbors are, yeah, they're loud, they're boisterous. So, Do you edit this or is it straight through? I usually just go straight through. Oh it's spontaneous. God. It's fun. Oh God, it's it's all good. So when you see a kid like you, how soon before you break their spirit? Are you, or do, you, do, you, do you treat them differently at all? Well, I have to pass. Like I, so I teach like non the um, just the workshop level. Right. I teach three levels, so I teach like teens. Right. And stuff. So they just are having fun and doing a show for their parents. Right. And then there's a workshop level, which is just like people who want to try it out, and there's no pressure, and it's like usually like divorced women who want to laugh again. You know, right. it's not like <laughs> it's, the stakes aren't high. Yeah. And then there's the level you have to audition for. Right. It's like, there's the people that are in it to win it. Yeah. And that level is like, you have to have like a conference with them halfway. And then at the end, I let them know if they're passing on or if they have to take yeah. it again. So, and, um, and it, people get into it and it's competitive it. and it's devastating if you don't make it. Yeah. And, but the thing is that that, that the stakes are really low at the first level because yeah. you can take it again. And, right. And, but, like, once you get through the program, you're, like, trying to get into, you know, the Sunday company or the main company where right. if you get cut, you, there's no, like, taking it again. They're That's just, it. 
thanks for coming. So. Yeah. So wow. it's usually a good, you know, if they're, like, if they cry, I've never said this, but I've heard some teachers say, like, when you have the, the final conference with them, if they cry, you usually say, look, if you're like this here at, at the first level, like, maybe this isn't the right place for you. Which sounds super harsh. I would, I don't think I'd say that, but it, right. I think it's funny. But the tears are telltale. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Go Go Boy Interrupted. It's a web series, but it started on stage. Is that right? Um, yeah. I first filmed all the, uh all the footage that was the web series to be like vignettes in my live show. Okay, cool. So the, it was always a video portion, but, um, I didn't know if I was going to have it be a web series or if it was just going to be, cause I, I got the idea from, um, seeing so much sketch comedy and it was just like, it, like I wanted to see something that was more of like a story. Right. You something know I mean? that, that was one character that you followed. Yeah. And had more like a little bit of an arc just so it wasn't like, cause sketch comedy I love, but I also feel like, it's kind of, I don't know, like, I just wanted to do something a little bit different. Yeah, something that with yeah. the beginning and middle and end yeah. and all that stuff. And so you get to follow the characters and get it, you know. So you shot the videos to be just part of your show, and then uh, what made you decide to put them on the web? Um, because we wanted to um, pitch it. We signed up, once the teaser got released, we signed with this production company, and they gave us a shopping agreement, so we were going to go out and, like, pitch it as a TV show, which we right did. Right on. Um, which was awesome, but, um, it, um, they, my friends who had sold TV shows from web series, they were like, look, you know, we went back and forth. Should we release it? Should we not? They're like, just release it because then it shows that it has a following right. and it yeah. actually helps. The numbers. Yeah. Cause I was afraid that it, we'd release it and everyone would be like, cause I, by the end of it, I didn't know if it was good or terrible. Like I would right. watch it and I'd be like, is this the worst thing that's right. been created? But it was fine. I think it's a total blast. And what I love about your performance and your character, Danny, is he reminds me of um, Alicia Silverstone in Clueless, oh, where really? he says stuff that he doesn't know how funny mm. it is. He's so oblivious to how he is, in a way, and that's what makes me laugh so hard. Um, yeah, I love He's really earnest about these things, you know? Yeah, I wanted it to be... Um, like, it's funny you mentioned that mo- movie, because that was, like, definitely an inspiration to me, because she's so likable, even though, like, she's... The, like an idiot and right so it was kind of a, a balance of like okay how do you make someone because I think that like the bitchy gay character is kind of an archetype that we've seen done right. so many times that I wanted just something like a little bit different and Danny that character the main character Danny Carter which is that name is my birth father's name because I was adopted so I took I stole his name that's so um, funny yeah he has no fact. idea no, he's he he has um, done a lot of drugs, so I don't think he would know if that if he him. inspired a um, yeah. a go go boy character. He calls me and will like from time to time, and he'll be like, "Are you on the Voice?" Like he'll ask me if I'm on the, sh- the show. <laughs> the Voice. And then last time he called me, he asked me if I had hay fever, and I was like, "No, I don't." And he was like, "Okay, bye." Wow, so he's not totally with it. He's not totally with it. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what he looks like? Yeah, I met does him he look like 20. you? He looks like me, but he's, like, kind of, um, like, bald. Like, he's mentally ill, so yeah. he's, like, kind of, he's balding, and he's missing some teeth, and... But it's funny, because I thought, you know, I, um... I knew I was adopted when I was a little kid, and so I always, like, fantasized about meeting them. And yeah. And I thought, like, we'd go out to brunch, and they'd be, like, hilarious and, like, sophisticated, and we would laugh and laugh. But, like, right. they were just, like, you know, crack addicts. And my, my birth mom was, like, do you remember your christening? And I was, like... I, I was only six months, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just, like, weird, like, the stuff they would... They would say... What was it a... What, the decision to meet them, was that a big one to make? Or well, I always, how did you deal with your, your parents? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always wanted to meet them, and my... Um, and so... Um, my But my adoptive parents were like, we want you to be 18. Right. And I could have pressed the issue, um, but... I don't know. But then I actually... my biological sister Tracy she was adopted to a different family and she was adopted into my biological aunt right so she had a relationship with my birth parents like she got to meet them right and stuff and when I met her she was like she would tell me stories and then suddenly I was kind of like oh maybe I don't maybe I'm not ready to meet them right I don't know if, yeah so I think that was a part of it um and then when I and then eventually I kind of forgot about it and then when I was 18 um I was like yeah I do want to meet them and, yeah and then we like Con, you know, connected with Department of Social Services, and then they reached out, and wow, and I got to meet them. It was really, it was so intense. Was it the only time you met them once, face to face? I 
Yeah, I just did. You meet the the mother and father together? Yeah, they're my parents are still together. They're still together. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, making it work. They're making it work. I mean, they I always have that fantasy sense. of like, you have a brother you didn't know about. Yeah. And my brother's super cool, yeah, and it's and like, the, yeah, we bond, and maybe he like. It has a place where I can go stay sometimes with a view of a lake or do you know what I mean like yeah, that or something or maybe he's in France I don't know I just love the idea of like hoping you have long lost siblings so you can have a place to crash yes. in a different state and it's somewhere else you know I don't know or well, like I, a thing I actually had I have a half brother who I found out about and then like did all this research and was contacting like you know um, social services and they put me in touch with him and I was so excited and then I called him and he was like Oh, cool. And I was like, so, I was like, do you, you know, maybe want to meet her? And he was like, nah, I'm good. And I was like, after all that, like, he just was happy with his life. He didn't want to know about his, like, birth family. I was like, that's, it was kind of crushing at the time. Yeah, because, you you know, he might have a house with a lake. You don't know. Yeah, he could have had the, the perfect house, Dennis. <laughs> he, I no, but it's also the that. relationship. It's yeah. the, like any kind of connection. It would be good. So, um, you know, Go-Go Boy Interrupted, based on your own experience mm-hmm. in some level. So, yeah. w- how long did you work as a Go-Go Boy? I worked, for, I started working as a Go-Go Boy when I was 18, when I was a freshman in college, and then... You were going to USC, right? Yeah, I was going to USC. Right on. Um, and, uh, and then I auditioned, um, I, saw, I was doing air quotes, so you can right. see that. exactly. Outcome. But um, I apologize for doing that. I did. Do them all you want. People, but you know what, my, these listeners are intuitive. They're like, I bet he just did air quotes. Yeah, they know. They can, they know. They get um, it. So I, I was, I did, anyways, I ended up, someone, I was there. I fre- frequented Tiger Heat as an 18-year-old. That's a lot. Right, because that's the 18-year-old, 18 yeah. and up club. It's the it only place to, you can go. It used to be on Vine, right? Mm-hmm. Is it still there? Yeah, when I worked there, it was on right off Santa Monica at okay. Arena. Yeah, I think it's called, and then um, and then it moved. Yeah, so now it's yeah, I think it's on Vine again. Right on. Um, and and so yeah, so I just worked there, and it was like crazy. Like I would just be so drunk, and I'd come to work, and I would like throw up, and like go on stage, and. I ended up dancing there with a cast on because I broke in a fist fight. When with I, who did you have a fist fight with? When I was 20, this kid from USC came to my birthday party and um, he was smoking in my house and I was like, uh, and I was just really rude. I kind of wanted to get into a fight, I think. I was very angsty. Right. I had no, like, tools. Right. Um, and so I was like, um, can you not? And he was like, calm down. He was like this kid, this, like, bitchy rich kid. I didn't really know him that well. But then, um, I, um, I ended up, like, pushing him or something, and his friend, like, threw his drink on me, and I, we were in my house, and so I, I punched him, but I broke my, my arm. You broke your arm punching him. Did yeah. he punch you back or anything? No. Um, he left and okay. called the police, and... and that was then, it. Did you get in trouble? Did you get arrested? Well, the police came, because he was at my property, and so he was, like, the police were, like, you should leave, and he was kind of a brat. Like, I think if he was more rational and just, right. like... Hey, this guy like assaulted me. I probably would be in trouble, but but it broke your hand to him. Yeah, it broke my arm. So obviously, I was not. You threw a hell of a punch. I mean, I guess, or I threw like the worst punch in history, where my arm was like bent weird. Yeah, maybe because you had a limp wrist. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it was. was (laughs) Yeah, it was such a gay punch that it hurt you. Now, so you had to dance with a cast on. I did, and then they asked me to stop coming in and working because it was, I think, a liability. Because like it's like a heavy thing, and yeah, and like no one wants to see. No, but actually, you couldn't really. Maybe one week you do a zombie theme or yeah. something, but then you dress it up, you put fabric on it. <laughs> you're you're doing the jock, like yeah. you know the the benched mm-hmm. football player that's sitting the yeah. bench this week. You but, could have a bunch of different themes. Yeah, but at a certain point. No. Yeah, so then they asked me to stop coming to work, so I took, like, a, like six weeks off, and then I was back. A sabbatical. Mm-hmm. I just did air quotes. Yeah. We should see how many more times. <laughs> we do it. Um, so, what was your audition? What did it consist of? Oh, so I had to go to Orange County to this random club and dance at this, like, small club where there was, like, no one there. On it's the like stage. the Tiger Beat string, spring training, like, yeah. off, or it's like your out-of-town tryout. Yeah. You're before the big city, yeah. before Broadway. Uh huh. And it was before, like now, Ray Rhodes. He does Tiger Heat. That's like he's a DJ. And he, I like Ray very much. He's great. He's yeah. awesome. I don't know and, him super well, but I liked him. Yeah, I like and him he's a lot. just very chill. And, yeah. Um, and but he but before he 
they used to have contractors who worked with the Go-Go Boys, this right. company called Boy U. Yeah. And they were actually porn, they did porn, too. Like, you could be a, I'm doing quote, air quotes again, you could do a model, <laughs> right. which was a Go-Go Boy. Oh, no, you could be a dancer, which is, like, a Go-Go Boy, and then a quote-unquote model, which was doing porn. Right. And I remember, like, when I had to fill out the, like, application, I guess it was, like, right. they had the bo- box to ch- check off for model, and I was like, what is that? And, like, a Go-Go Boy was like, oh, it's porn. And I was like... Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I won't do that. I won't do that. Yeah. Did they ever try to get you to do it? No, they didn't care. Like, yeah. Um, what was the most fun part about being a go-go boy? At the time, I don't drink anymore, but at the time, like, you could just be really wasted. Even and, at an 18 and up club? Yeah, like, you had to be kind of on the DL about it. Like, you couldn't drink, you couldn't drink at work. Yeah. Um, and, like, you could get in trouble. But I also worked at this bar during my summers. I worked at this place called, in Mira, uh, it's called Mira Bar in Rhode Island. And I used to get waste. I was a shop boy, which, like, you hand out the shots. Right, of course. And I used to go in the back and drink my own shots. Right. And They'd so, be like, you know, you had a whole tray of those a few minutes ago. Yeah. What happened? Exactly. But they, I got to keep, because they were, like, terrible. Like, they barely yeah. had any alcohol in them. Um, and so I got to keep whatever I made. I didn't have to give a percentage. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, I would just drink all the time, and I, uh. What was I... Where was I going? Oh, so yeah, that was a fun part. That but was also, the fun part. You could hang out and meet people, and it was pretty laid back. Did you ever date somebody seriously that you met in that place, in that environment? Um, I don't think I did. I, I probably had a few hookups, but, like, I also didn't have a good gauge on, like, what people thought about it. Like, I thought it was, like, cool, but, like, I don't think other people did. Like, I remember people used to throw ice at me. That's not the, fun. Yeah, and I was like, why are they throwing ice on me? And I was like, oh, because they hate me. Or, like, I don't know. I just thought that, like, I thought it was kind of cool, but then I realized, like, oh, it's actually not that cool. Now, when you're at Tiger Heat... How many older guys are there because they like young guys? I mean, like, were a lot of the guys that would come up to you and tip you and stuff like that well, older yeah, they, than the average Tiger sure. Heat clientele? Yeah. I'd say, like, probably, like, the people that would tip were usually older. Like, the younger yeah. kids were like, fuck that. They don't have money. Yeah, no. they don't have money and they don't care. They're yeah. just going to, like, have fun with their yeah. friends. Um, so, yeah, I would say of the people who tipped probably, like, most of them were, like, 60% were older. But it's mostly young people, like... It's like 10%. Like... Older guys. I think, yeah. I don't... I have no basis for these percentage. What was the biggest tip you ever got? Well, one time, this guy kept giving me 20s, like, all night. And he probably gave me, I think, $100. Right on. Just him. And then there was this guy from Mirror Bar, the Rhode Island place, and they call... Everyone called him $5 Dave. $5 Dave. he would just give you $5, and he would be talking to you just, like, you know, very casually, and he'd be asking you questions, and as you're going, he just keeps on giving you fives. Which I should be doing right now to make you feel comfortable. Yeah, 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 just to make Um, you... Yeah. And, and five dollar day. He would give he would give hundreds of dollars. You hundreds yeah. of dollars. He I don't know what he did for a living. I th- so you would try to make your story last a long time. Yeah, and also, you knew he had just a stack of fives. Yeah, and there would be fights because people would be like, "Oh, fuck, five dollar days here," and then people would be like, "You trying know, to they, get yeah, they yeah. talk to him." And, They're trying to woo five dollar Dave. Yeah. Was Dave five dollar Dave okay looking or? I think he was just like he was just an average, average guy. He was just like average an average show. guy. Right on. Um, did you ever meet a certain Hollywood director who directs big budget sci-fi huh. uh, franchise action films? I would see him around. <laughs> Should we not say his name? <laughs> no. Um, I would see him around, and um, I don't think he was into me. Like he would, he would, uh, he would frequently be at the club, right? And sometimes he would be staring at me, but I don't think it was like a good stare. No, it wasn't a good stare. Like, I don't think it was like it wasn't a, a come to my lair. Yeah, it was stare. It was like stay away from me. Interesting. So, you know, not every 18-year-old was so lucky to be raped. <laughs> um, what was your signature what, what move? Whatever happened with that? Did I don't they, even, I don't they, even know what the... I don't know. I think the I think the kid, if we're talking about the same person, which we may not be... What if we were talking about two different people? <laughs> I know. But I, no, I think the kid was sort of discredited. I think it, I think yeah, it went away. Yeah, it seemed pretty... Um, what was your signature move? Um, I think I did a lot of body rolls. Yeah. And, um, and actually one time I was doing body rolls at a party, a USC party on the sliding glass door. And this girl whose house was, was like, Hey, can you not? <laughs> and I was like, so embarrassed at the time. Because was, you weren't hurting anybody. I wasn't hurting anyone. I was having fun and I was 18. Who cares? But I was so embarrassed that I was like, and I was wasted. And I used to be like a terrible person when I drank and I, and I was like, she told me to stop doing that, and I was like, well, at least I'm not a fat bitch. 
Can you imagine? Like, I'm horrified that I said that to her. Like, it was so. Do we need extreme. to make an amends to her right here on this podcast? I I think I do. I I think I apologized to her at oh, good the you. party. Okay, I think good. I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, really. I think I was probably coked out, and I was like, after she was looking for a friend, and I like grabbed my friend. I was like, we gotta go. And uh, then she was like crying, and I was like, I'm sorry. I was, you know. And then wow. it was fine. But if did it, did it shake your confidence in your body rolls? Like maybe these aren't good body rolls. It just shook my confidence that like I slowly was having that realization that like I was the worst. You know what I mean? Like I'm at a party and I'm doing like this is not playing. This feels good in my body. Yeah, it is not working in the room at all. Yeah, it's really read the room. Yeah, you know, and people are not into it. Someone asked you like if someone asked you to stop dancing like that. That hurts. Yeah, dancing is a celebration. Yeah. See, I like to dance. I'm a dancer, so I would get into the. Like, if I ever had the fantasy of go-go dancing, like, I would, like... Like, it's a bit of a turn-on, the idea of it. Did it make you feel sexy, or... Yeah, I think it was, like, the extreme of just, like, in, you know, sometimes it would felt really sexy, and sometimes, like, it depends... Like, you'd feel like people are, like, not laughing at you, but, like... Definitely, you get some stares like, "Oh, who is who is this?" Kid? Yeah, you're you kind know? of like they're kind of like you're jo- you're kind of a joke, or yeah, you're kind of like exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's so funny about that whole job is because like you can go from one minute being like at a ten confidence level, like you're a god. Yeah, you're like some like someone's sexual fantasy to exactly what you're saying. Then you're like at a zero. You're a joke. You're like a you're joke. Get a job. In your underwear. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not even making crazy money. It's not like you're. You know, you're walking away with, like, the amount of money, like, a P.F. Chang server would. You know right. what I mean? Like, you're making, like, 100, 150. Right. Maybe 200. What were your outfits? Because would you get really into it? No, I was not crit- Like, I think if now I did it, I would have more fun. And right. I'd have, like, a couple times I had, like, wristbands and I was trying to... But I was so lazy and poor <laughs> that, like, I would just have just my regular underwear. Like, I right. didn't even have cute, like, Andrew Christian You, you couldn't even get... You couldn't even... Because you know he would donate that shit, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Or, like, you know, th- just throw down, like, an extra 20... Like, it's not even that expensive. It's, like, yeah. 30 bucks. For a yeah. pair of underwear. I think I had one pair that I... That was actually a bathing suit from Gucci. Right on. That I... I, like... I don't know. I was so... I just didn't have a clue. I spent, like, $100 on a bathing suit from Gucci. And I would wear it as my underwear. A lot. Yeah, why not? It was hot. Yeah. But, it, I, yeah, I don't think... I think it kind of missed the mark. But, oh, well. But, oh, well, you don't know. So, you talk about, like, I don't do that anymore or whatever. Did you... Did you consciously clean up or you just kind of grow out of it yeah i just was like i just had a really you know kind of dark period where i was just drinking a lot and partying a lot so yeah like for me it was good to just get away from right yeah because in go go boy interrupted there's a he goes to a meeting at one point and i love the payoff of that it's so funny oh thanks and so winning Mm -hmm. i don't want to give it away but it was great yeah you know because i think that's also some people's story is that like they go they check it out aa or they check out any sort of yeah um you know to try to clean up and then they're just like yeah it's it's great it's yeah it's just not for me you know or like i'm gonna do this when you when you sort of went through that transition and kind of got it together was there a how long before you were able to look back and go oh there's something here that i can really mine for comedy. Um, was it a little weird to look at for a while or was it like, okay. I'm- I think I had a good, a good amount of distance. Like, I think also like I was always going out in West Hollywood. Like I was always partying for, um, like during like my, tw- you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, like every night. Like if I could have slept on a cot at Fiesta Cantina, I would have. Cause I just <laughs> was always there. Like I, I was like, this place is awesome. And, um, but then, so I felt like I was so like, saturated in that whole world and then when like i stopped i took there was like years where i just didn't go out i didn't go to bars and stuff and so i think and then also like my my writing got a lot better just doing groundlings and doing sunday company because at sunday company it's like this level at the groundlings where if they invite you to perform you do a new show every week so i was like writing so much and i felt like i had a better grasp on you had a better outlet yeah you had something that really excited you yeah and also to take it because i think i think i always knew i wanted to do something set in that world like of a club yeah but i i think that like i was finally ready after i did sunday company and it felt like the right time to like start on that project and well the idea also the premise of your thing that he turns 30 and it's fucking over for him Uh is really funny thank you yeah like and drew drogi plays the the 
drag queen he's so boss, he's and he's best. so horrible to you. He's so true. Everyone, and everyone in the whole thing buys into the idea that, oh, it's out to pass your time. Uh-huh. Like, it's over. Yeah. And what do you do now? Mm-hmm. Which I think is really funny. Did you feel like a bit of that was really true in that thing for certain people? Because 30 seems so young to me yeah. now. But I in a certain world, there is that thing of yeah. like... Well, I mean, honestly, from even going back, because we filmed at the actual Tiger Heat, and I was filming with real dancers who were, like, you know, 20, 21, 22. Right. And they seemed like babies, and I felt like I seemed so old. Right. In comparison, so I think in that world, but obviously if you go to, like, you know, foo bars, a a gay club, a gay bar, and they have go-go dancers, and, like, people... I'm, like, explaining it as, like, for people who don't know that world. I'm just... um, But... Of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, all shapes and sizes, all ages, too. And I don't think it's, like, weird. A lot of go-go men could be, like, in their, you know, 30s or even 40s or older. So, and I got a little bit of a backlash, like, when that, the teaser first got released. Like, some people were like, this is outrageous. Like, they're a go-go boy. Or, like, I'm a go-go boy and I'm 38. And and I think that's great. It's not really a judgment on that. It was more, I think, like, um an analogy for the gay community. Of course. And just like how it is something you do feel like it is a youth obsessed world. And so what happens when you get older? And, and I think no matter where you are in that sort of thing, there's this, there's this time when you're at your hottest or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you're not anymore. Yeah. And shit changes. Yeah, totally. People that are used to trading on that currency and that uh-huh. sort of, oh, they check me out at the at Trader Joe's, that'll get me through the day. That feels yeah, good. totally. And, and then what happens when that goes away? Exactly. And because you're like, and so that's kind of Danny's. He's like hanging on to this because he's really the the dumbest person in the yeah. whole sh- you know, show. And, and he doesn't have... I love when he goes, when somebody says, what do you like to do in LA? Or what's your favorite thing to do in LA? And he says, I guess Coke. And he thinks about it. Yeah. He but he just, thinks about it. Yeah. What's so funny is, like, Sharon Clues, he's so sincere. Yeah. He really thinks about it. Yeah. I he, love, wants to, he wants to answer. Uh-huh. That's what's so charming about it, I Thank think. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I love characters who are, like, in, like, Lisa Kudrow plays dumb characters or oblivious characters really well. And so I think if the, the fun part is not playing at it, like, not playing it like this big, yeah. you know, stock character, but really being, like you said, being in it and... Um, his pain is real. Yeah, his pain is real. He's it's to real. It. Do you ever fall off the stage or anything when you were go-go dancing? Um, I threw up once, um, <laughs> but, like, not on stage. I, like, ran to the toilet and threw up. And then, did I fall off? I think I I was, I got in a fight with someone when I was on the box. This guy kept, like, he had, like, a shirt or a fabric, and he kept, like, slapping my ankles with it, and it felt like it was going to trip me. So I pushed him, and then he pushed me off the box, and we got in this fight, and there was a lot of scratching that happened. Wow. Did it get broken up, or did it? Yeah, it did. He got thrown out. Like, I was always getting, I I think I've been thrown out. I didn't get thrown out because I was working, but I have been thrown out of the Abbey, um, here, Motherlode, um, when, and when you get thrown out of Motherlode, like, you need to <laughs> check your life, because that's, like, really... <laughs> that might be the title of this podcast. Yeah. So how, so for just drunk and belligerent behavior? Well, I would, I'm using air quotes again, yeah. fall asleep, yeah. so, like, I would pass out. I didn't realize that yeah. that was what it was, but I would be, like, like, just have to rest my eyes because I was so my my what was my body was shutting down it holy shit so I would just like go and I would like and people would like wake me up and be like you can't you know you gotta be up you can't sleep here and and so I would get and then I would get thrown out for that and then I would get thrown out for fighting yeah so I would get I've been in fights um just like I love to I used to love to get into you used to love to mix it up yeah but I'm from Massachusetts so that's like not too uncommon yeah it's the Wahlbergs yeah you Mm -hmm. know you're just the like the lost Wahlberg yeah except I would like lose fights now were you wild before 18 like because to come to LA start go-go dancing being you know partying pretty hard like were you were you starting to get into that world when you were younger I mean I would go out to clubs um like I went to a boarding school in high school and me and my friend Kyle we used to I kept my car on campus, even though it was a boarding school. Like, I, because I did, I only lived 30 minutes away. So I right. snuck my car, like, down the street, and we would sneak out of our dorms, go to Boston. We were outside of Boston, and we would go to Boston, and we'd go to these clubs. And you were, Kyle was gay too. Yeah, he was So you gay. were just out and about. Yeah. Yeah, we were out. And, um, so yeah, it was like, I started partying there, but as a student, I was very, like, kind of like afraid and like good student and so I didn't really it was kind of like a double life now what about when you were at USC were you able to immediately just like 
partying and my grades. Were you, how were your grades? Yeah, like, like were you able to keep it going? A little bit. Like sometimes, like I think I was fine. I was like A's, B's, and maybe a couple C's on like stuff. But um, because I would always force myself to like get it together. Like one time I went to a friend's birthday party and I was like, I'm not going to drink. And then I ended up drinking, and I was like, all right, I'll allow myself one drink. And kind of me getting, like, shit-faced, and I was hooking up with this guy, Adam. It was, like, three in the morning. I had a paper... Oh, because I had a paper due the next day, and I hadn't done it. And, um... And I was so stressed out, like, what's gonna happen? And then I got, like, really drunk, and I'm hooking up with this guy, Adam, and then, like, it's four in the morning, I'm like, I gotta stop, I gotta go to the library and finish my paper. Right. And I, like, stopped hooking up with him, got on my bike, because everyone rides bikes at USC, and right. I drove to the library, and just drunk, finished writing this paper. And so you were able to, fu- to pull it yeah. off, to manage it? Yeah, and I got, like, wow. a B minus. What did you notice about the way you felt in your body and stuff when you kind of let that stuff go and started kind of cleaning up your act? Was it dramatic? Like, oh my god, I feel different? Yeah, I think I felt like, um, well, I didn't really know how to have fun. Like, I, there would be days where I would just, like, I didn't know what to do when I wasn't drinking. Like, I remember one time I was like, I, I guess I should just, like, mop my floors. And I, like, <laughs> quietly mopped my floors. And then I was I like... that's what people do yeah, when they're not hammered. Like, yeah, and I was like, what's not, you know? But yeah. I really, like, now it's, like, fun, you know? Because I can still go out. Like, I'll be with my friends, and, like, a lot of my friends still party, and... Right. You know, I just, like, go toe-to-toe with them, but I just have Red Bull. Right on. And then they have, like, whatever fun things they have. They do. That's uh-huh. cool. Yeah. I love that. Now, you contribute to the Huffington Post. Yeah, so I You've started... got some fun things on there. Tell us about it. Um, yeah, so I just... Um, they started... When I did the um, the first video for Gogo Boy Interrupted, um, this guy, Noah, who works for Gay Voices... I know Noah. Yeah. Yeah, Noah Michelson. Is it? All right. Yeah, so great. He has a nice I did a press trip with him once. He had the hottest tattoos. He he's very hot. If he's you're very hot. To this. He's super hot. He was hot on that trip. Yeah. Where did you guys go? Um, Switzerland for Euro That's Pride. So cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. What were you guys? Were you just writing? We were all different it? journalists from different uh-huh. outlets. And That's so, so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was he cool. at Huffington Post at the time? No, right this there? was way before HuffPo. Or, or way he was. I think from Out Out.com. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But he was cool. I didn't get to know him super well, but I always liked yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, he's really... And he was so nice. He let me do blogging for... So every week he would do, like, let me release a blog. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so it was... Uh, um, oh, well, oh, so then I'd just been doing blogs for them, like, every now and then, like, share videos or... Yeah. Um, so it's been a good outlet to just... Because I don't think it, my show would have gotten out to... As Do you think that's people. why it blew up? Because the numbers for Go Go Boy Interrupted are really big. Yeah, it, it was surprising to me. I was just hoping to get like, you know, ten thousand views, right. maybe. And some of them, some of the videos have like over like half a million views. Incredible! It's crazy. What's yeah. the craziest thing that's come out of it? Have you? Do people recognize you from it? Do like they reach out to you? Yeah, sometimes. Like, well, the best thing is when someone's just like, "Hey, just saw the the show. I really like. It made me laugh, or I really liked it, and and like." Um, because that's the best is when people like enjoy yeah. it and then other cool things sometimes like people in, like I respect in the gay community will be like reach out to me on like Twitter yeah. or something and say oh I saw it I thought it was funny you know so like who? Um, like Willem is the drag you know of course Willem, Willem yeah and, he, and I think he's so funny and he you um, guys have something in common in your comedy which is a willingness to do your thing and trust that people are going to get it uh-huh. and just let it sit there in that awkwardness. Yeah. He doesn't, he's fearless that way. Yeah, he's totally And fearless. your performance is, Danny is kind of like that. Like, oh, thank you. I'm not going to make sure they're getting it. Yeah. I'm just going to commit to it yeah. and trust. Yeah, you got, you kind of have to because otherwise, like, you start doing stuff for, like, if it makes you laugh in the moment, yeah. then you just trust, like, okay, it, it'll make someone else laugh. And if it doesn't, at least you did your thing so now Willem used to and I don't know maybe Willem still does but I don't think he does manage Go-Go Boys did yeah. you ever work for him no I never knew him when I was out and about I think we might have missed we missed each other long um, before RuPaul's Drag Race I I made this deal to contribute video content to like I don't even remember what it was it was the Here TV people anyway so we went and shot a night in the life of Willem managing Go-Go Boys. So, oh, that's so he cool. would interview different Go. And we have all this footage somewhere. I mean, it's probably worth 
like people are probably really into it now because yeah. of, it was Willem. But uh-huh. I gotta dig that shit up. But it was really funny. We hit like a bunch of different clubs, and uh-huh. Willem's hilarious. And yeah, he's so funny. You know all the different stories and all the guys, and you know that was. And they just never did anything with it. It's just footage. They they posted a couple of them, and then I think we still have you know a lot of random funny stuff of Willem, yeah. like you know making phone calls in the back of a truck, and uh-huh. you know managing that life, that crazy. That's a, that yeah. could be a show. I know. We should look it up. Yeah, it was you, fun. Yeah. I want to see those videos. I think it was called Beauty and the Meat, something like that. Oh my god, that's yeah. the perfect title. I know, right? So, but you never, he never managed you. No, he never managed me. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to do, uh, so I don't know, I didn't think I told you we're doing a second season. Yes, good. Yeah, so, because um, we pitched it to like a bunch of places like HBO. And yeah, what was it like to go around it and do that? It was so cool. Like, I, that was like a dream come true, because like... To be in there with the production company and then the agent, the show is repped by this agent at WME, so the agent was there and then um, Jordan Black, who's the director of it, right. was like, hilarious. Uh, he, we would go to these like big like networks and like they'd be like, you know, all these people across the table. You do your dog and pony show. Yeah, you, you really do. You're just like... I'm, and I'm like talking. You get your so, bottle of water. Yeah, I and get your bottle of water. Did you show them any clips in the meeting? Yeah, we'd always show the teaser. Which is like, there always that inevitable moment where they can't make the screen work, and the, yes. they have the, a million remotes, yes. and they can't, and there's some exec that doesn't uh, know anything, or it's like and they too have to soft. call in Ramon. Can you come in yeah. and fix the? Yeah, totally. Or it's too soft, and you're like, and then you're panicking. Yeah, and, and you're just like, can we just watch it on my yeah. fucking phone? Yeah, like it's totally. crazy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's so exactly what happens. Always. Do you think they'd figure out how to work their own? own stuff they can't I, and you're always sitting there and there's always 10 remote yeah i don't know yeah. anyway. and then they call in like an intern who just graduated yeah. from stanford and she's like has brown hair yeah. every time <laughs> she has brown hair but you know what she can fucking figure out yes. that screen exactly and that's yeah. she's worth it she's worth every penny the two pennies they probably pay yeah. her so how did those meetings go the were meetings people were receptive great. and then i think though people were receptive the one um I'm like I was really nervous for the showtime. I think that that was the I, we did one pitch to True TV that was over the phone because I guess they do comedy now, right. and that was fine because it was like it was the perfect warm up because I wasn't in the room so I could kind right. of like have my notes and stuff. And um, and then when we did showtime, I think I was just too I was like so nervous. It's hard. You get nervous. Yeah. Those meetings are weird. Yeah. So and there's that early chit chat, small talk thing yeah. about the painting on the wall or what. It's weird. Yeah. Totally. And also like you kind of have to be super not super I don't know my sense of humor is more like self-deprecating and like yeah. you kind of have to be like so confident like yes I'm like a huge star and like right. like everybody loves my brands like you kind of have to be a little bit gross because yeah. they have to feel like they could put they, you yeah how many Twitter followers yeah, you have how many totally. hits did you get all that um, stuff so and that's not really me but I think that's fine I think it's so it, they, they went good IFC went really good and HBO but um, it was funny with the HBO, they were like, after everything, they were like, so we got to ask, how is this different from looking? And it's like, so, it's like so crazy. That makes me want to kill myself. I know, I probably should say that. And HBO is HBO and they don't get out. It's different from looking. Have but they I, watched the two properties? Yeah. I mean, I think that, and they're so different cause like, I mean, there's, totally. they, be, they just happens to be gay people in both of them. Yes, but totally they're night and day different. Yeah. But like, anyways, anyway, I, I feel bad saying that. I'll probably come back to haunt me, but probably, it probably won't. It probably won't. If you're listening to this HBO... No, they wanted... To, they knew how it was different. Yeah. They just wanted to hear you say yeah. it. They wanted to hear you articulate your vision. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure. And they probably just had to, like... Because they know how they'd say it's different, but... Yeah. That's what happened. Um, so... So, is, is there any... Are there any... Um, Loose strings about that, or is that sort of you're going to go and do the second season? I think. Well, we they they pat like um, the networks we met ended up passing, which was like not like we were hoping for maybe like a a script deal or something somewhere. But we also there's still other places that we're going to take it out to um, because we didn't do like um, we didn't do Netflix or Hulu or we didn't do Logo, even though I don't think Logo wants to do scripted stuff. I don't think Logo are they're not gay anymore. Are they? I don't know what the f with Logo, but anyways. But, um, uh, so yeah, there's some other places that we were going to hit that we haven't, so we're going to, but meanwhile, like there's so many stories I still wanted to tell with that yeah. character, those characters. So I was like, oh, you know, I might as well just write yeah. another season. And then, so yeah, we're, are you going to do crowdfunding or anything like that? Or are you going to, yeah, we will need to, because I didn't really pay the actors right. or, like, and everyone and like everything was so ghetto. Like I would be like, yeah. 
like my craft services in quotes air quotes one last time was like a paper bag with like tangerines and I'd be like help yourself guys and it was like so pathetic (laughs) no it's cool though but you made it happen and you got it up there um and you got tons of hits yeah so that's cool yeah, what was the most random thing that came out of it? Did you hear from, like, kids that grew up in your town or, like... Um, I'm trying to think. There was, like, so much cool stuff. Like, um, I ended up, um, like, getting a job for MTV2, writing on this show, which was really fun. That's like, amazing. Pilot, yeah, and the, I don't think the pilot got picked up, but it was so cool. Like, it was a gig. A gig for a month, and then... Um, I'm trying to think. what Like, there was just, like, really... Um, well, you know what was funny is it was, like, shared a lot in, like, the porn community, which I thought was cool. And so, like, there was, like, a lot of times, like, um, different, like, porn blogs right. would be, like, check out this video. And it would be, like, my, an image of me, like, next to, like, two guys having anal sex. Like, right. Which was really kind of funny to me. In the, in the, like, the banner. Yeah, the thumbnail. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just, like, oh, cool. This is, like... And, um... Well, it's total clickbait, because everyone wants to see shirtless, sexy guys. I know. I click, was, click, clickety-click. Yeah. And totally. then it's got this funny, like, yeah. comic sensibility and these really talented comedic people behind the camera, in front yeah. of the camera. It's like a winning combo. And it's Thank something you, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can really own the reality of it or whatever. Thank you. Yeah, and I really love the, the people that we had in, like, Lynn Stewart. Lynn Stewart your played your mom. And she's so great. She's so funny. Yeah, from um, Pee-wee's mm-hmm. uh, Pee-wee. And then... Um, I recognize a lot of the people that would like pop up or yeah, behind Mixed the scenes. Be, yeah, yeah. Oh, Scott Evans was yeah. in it. He's Chris Evans' younger brother. He looks like him. He really does. I yeah. think I think Scott's cuter than his brother. There you go. Yeah. Bam. So take that. Take that. Yeah. The world. Now you did a Ryan Gosling thing recently. Oh yeah. You kind of have the Ryan Gosling um, vibe. Thank you. Because I guess he dyed his hair and everyone was up in arms about it. Yeah. So I just did like a little video, just making fun of. How everyone was dramatic and I love when you're holding the hair dye box and you're uh-huh. like like looking soulful at yeah. it. Yeah, because I feel like he, they, people made such a big deal out of it. and It's like who cares? But everyone everyone loves Ryan Gosling and he he plays this thing where he tries to pretend like he thinks he's ugly. Like he's joked about it on like the real Ryan Gosling has joked about it like on like talk shows and stuff. And it's like he's the most like gorgeous like it's dreamy. too much to so handle. You're like, yeah, you're like you're not calm down. Yeah. Like don't. You know, I once saw Eva Mendez come into a Pete's Coffee and get two drinks mm-hmm. and take them out to the car and get into it with Ryan Gosling and maybe no. they kissed. Yeah, it was kind of like one of the most fantastic things I've seen in the real world. That's a great yeah. thing to see. Yeah, and maybe he sent her in because if he went in... <laughs> People would freak out. It would just be too much. But she's huge too. So like, She's not Gosling huge. Yeah. She's not... People don't, you know... Freak out. Yeah, her. they don't secrete vaginal juice into Pete's coffee. That's true. Uh, things. Anyway, no, he's, <laughs> I like I love my Gosling. I love him. He's great. Yeah. yeah. And you did you you did this video about Chaz Dean. Yeah, I did. Who, who Chaz no, Dean no is cared, a hairdresser. No, no did. it didn't. But but I you see his billboards and you go, what's the story? There's a story. This yeah. guy's got something going on, and you yeah. want to know the story. That's kind of what I thought. I thought there's something interesting about him where he seems like. Because he's, like, he sells the product when, which is, like, yeah. he's a millionaire. Because yeah. it's, like, Guthy Rankers, the company behind that. And they do um, proactive. So they're just, like, a powerhouse advertising team. Right. And you watch his videos online, and he, he's, like, Oprah's living your best life. He seems to, like, be in that sort yeah. of Oprah mindset. If he totally. doesn't know her, then he watches her kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And he's But there's something strange about him where he seems kind of, like, like his billboards around Los Angeles, like are, like, begging you to come to a salon. And, like, if it's such a great salon, don't salons just, like, not really need that kind of press because you right. just know about them word of mouth and, like... But it's, like, he wants to be super famous, which is good Right, for him. because his billboards are him. The, the billboards are him, and he looks like a wise, like, lion. Yeah. Like a lion in a pride. Yeah. And, and he probably doesn't know what color his hair is, really. Yeah. Like Gosling. He's yeah. mixing it up. He has no idea. Yeah. And, um... But, yeah, he looks like he, like... Wants a ton of attention, but he also seems like he's embarrassed yeah. at the same time. Like, it's the weirdest combination. So that was my take on it. That was your take. And you were doing that fun thing with hair where yeah. people piece their hair out. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, you were on The Comeback. Yeah. That is such a good show. Was what was so it like? Cool. It was so... Tri- it was, like, a very cool, like, moment just to be working with Lisa. And, like, I loved the show so much. Like, I was obsessed with it in college. And then 
I got the audition from my agent, and I was like, oh, well, this I'll never get, because it's my dream, you know? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I, can't, I can't act like I want this too much. Yeah. What was the part? I, well, I've just, seen all the episodes, I just don't remember. It was the one, remember when she took that improv class? Oh, then, of course, yeah, yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. I was improvising with her, was saying those crazy lines, pretending to bake a cake. And, yeah. And it was just a small part, but it was Yeah, so no, fun. but it was at the groundlings. Yeah. It was like your natural habitat. Yeah. So yeah, that was it was a very weird like meta thing to be pretending to be an improv student at the Groundlings and with um, like one of my favorite actresses who was also a Groundling, show. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And you so. said that when you were teaching there, sometimes people like Valerie Cherish would pop in, like mm-hmm. famous people would pop in to like brush take, up their skills, yeah, take classes or. Just, what was that like? You don't have to drop. Say um, who, yeah, but it's, I, it must be surreal. Well, sometimes it's weird just because like. You try to just treat them like everybody else, right. but then at the same time, you're kind of like, like, you're like, oh my God, like, I've, I've like listened to your, like, like one singer I had, this like yeah. famous singer, and I was like, I used to like listen to his songs, like on YouTube, and he's in my class, like, right. it's almost too much, like, you're like... My take on this would be that they want to just be treated like everybody else, mm-hmm. right up until they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they, they love the idea of that, but they can't quite handle No, I do need to use my phone yeah. right now. Uh-huh. Because I don't know if you remember, but I you, you, you listen to my song. Yeah. Do you know totally. what I mean? Like, maybe that's not... Is that kind of what it's like? Well, it depends, because I think some people are just very... Like, I, every all the people who, like, you know, I think, you know, because they've worked really hard to get where they are so they like really take it seriously right they're they're where they are because of the skills that they try new things and they mix it up and stuff like that that's cool that's what i that's what i thought good yeah i love that so there wasn't a bunch of dilettantes it was not good i'm trying to think if anyone had any like horror stories um yeah and sometimes you like you recognize them and you know they're famous but you don't know what they're from so you're just like oh whatever and i also saw that you were on joe schmo Oh, yeah. Every year, I watch, like, two episodes at Thanksgiving with my friend who brings it to our thing. So, I haven't even gotten through the whole first season. It's like our Thanksgiving thing when we go to Palm Springs. And we're like, oh, what, 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 we were on episode seven last year, Uh but maybe we'll make it to nine. That's so real. But it's like that reality show where some of the contestants don't know that it's all fake and all real acting. I had, like, a super small... I basically... I was, like, a glorified extra on that. All right. Because I just... I was supposed to play one of the people's brothers and right. come in for a family day and like improvise yeah. and all this stuff but then I just and at the last minute they're like they're like okay you're just gonna be someone in a wheelchair and I'm like <laughs> what? and then like five minutes later they're like you're just gonna be a priest okay? and I was <laughs> like what shit. is this? like this is so weird yeah and then they cut my lines I didn't even say anything the check cleared the check cleared okay. I thought I was so cool yeah. to be on a TV show so um, what else did I write down? Ryan Gosling. Um, I don't know. You're oh, here's prepared. my... You I know, know. You know all my stuff. I did your thing. I did my research. Um, here's what I want to know about Go-Go Boys. When I fantasize about maybe being a Go-Go dancer mm-hmm. one day in a past life, yeah. I'd be real pals with the other Go-Go dancers, and we'd have nicknames for each other, like mm-hmm. Pony Boy and Hot Shorts or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, real... Not real names, but it'd just be kind of like, hey, bro. like, fun. How's yeah. it going? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Did you hear about... Um, Cheney boy, he uh, his girlfriend dumped him, or she's gotta get an abortion. He has to. Oh man, I Fuck, love that. dude. I, I love, love you, Chaney man. Boy. I imagine Cheney boy is like chained to the wall. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's Cheney boy. Like I don't know, you know chains. what I mean? Yeah, they're like the outsiders. I love that. Is that what it's like? Um, I don't. To be honest, I felt like it was very. It's a little bit. It, you can have fun and you have like your connections, but it's, it's very, not Magic Mike XXL. No, it's more like you're like actually kind of competitive because you're all trying to make money in like, like yeah. the five dollar Dave. You story. want five dollar like, Dave. You want five dollar Dave. So you're kind of like, and then like you, you don't know, get too close. You don't. They'll get too burn close. you. You d- it depends. Like the drag queens sometimes mean. Yeah. The drag queen could be mean. Oh yeah. You yeah. don't know. Yeah. Or they could start nice and then turn mean. Yeah. And sometimes people are like, the, if when you're new, people are like m- more nice. But it's actually kind of like that first episode of the Go Go Boy Interrupted, where everyone's kind of like, oh, there's a new person because they're gonna get all the money. And yes. Like, and, and they're really young looking. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. feel young, and then they walk in, and they're practically dewy. Yeah. Yeah. I can diapers. see that. What do you think would happen in season two? Have you thought about it? Yes. Yeah, so at the end it. of season one, he's sort of done with the life. Yeah. He's and he gets back. sucked back in, doesn't he? Yeah. So I, I think, I picture it, um, he is, he comes back, but he can only get offered like a, the lunch shift, which they start a new lunch shift. So there's like no one there and he's like on a table <laughs> and he's like desperately trying to get in. And so he ends up doing 
um, someone suggested you could do porn because porn stars like really have a big following. So right. he thinks he's going to do porn. And so, um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff. He plays dodgeball. Um, okay. Tries try to meet people. He falls in love with a guy. Good. And yeah, so it'll be it'll be really fun. And then like, I was wanting to write like you know Drew Drogi has a similar experience of getting aged out where like a character like Willem comes in. And the drag queen. Like, yeah. Somebody like, from Drag Race. Yeah. Someone from Drag Boy, Race. Boy, those bitches are taking all the jobs from everybody. Yeah. Because they they're, so, got, they're like famous. Yeah. They have like huge social media followings. For and I, sure. And I think that could be an interesting idea too. It's yeah. like. In drag, like, you used to just be, like, a good performer, drag queen, and now you have to, like, hustle and, like, make videos and, like, are you, like, a singer? Are you a comedian? Like, that's, like, such a... That could be its own thing. My most popular downloaded podcast by a gazillion miles, Willem. Really? Yeah. Because he tweeted. He did did an interview with him and he tweeted it and that was... That was... Boom. 10,000 downloads. When did you interview him? Last summer. Okay, what was your favorite? Was it really 10,000? Yeah, 10,000 downloads. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's amazing. Huge. It's huge. But it was, a, you know, I know Willem from before and like he did the mismatch game and stuff like that. And um, he, um, I just love talking to him about his life and yeah. he's so honest. And What's your favorite thing about like um, the interview? I'm trying to think back. I remember talking to him and asking him if he felt pretty, uh-huh. what it's like to feel pretty. And I think he said, yeah, sometimes and that it does. You know what I mean? Like, cause he's beautiful. Yeah. And what, what, and owning that a little bit. And I just remember asking him that and remembering it. I liked his answer a lot. I can't remember exactly what he said. That was sort of interesting. That's interesting. You, and also feeling, and, and him saying no, or, or like, yeah. you know, but him really, I can't remember exactly how he answered it, but he really thought about it and answered sincerely. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Did he, um, is he, did you guys talk at all about, I, I could just listen to the podcast, but I'm curious yeah. to have you here. Did he talk about like, the difference, like, when you're in drag and then when you t- kind of take it off and you're just yourself. I think... I don't remember talking about that specifically. That would be my biggest thing. Like, yeah. curious about like, yeah. any drag queen. Right. Because he's got... Because you have so much power. Yeah. Um, but um, but he was always, like, thinking of himself as an actor. And he was always smart, smart, smart. He was always, like... I could always see him, like, thinking four steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's really good at that. Yeah. Okay, you, you picked some questions from oh, the yeah, observation cool. deck. Um, memorable pranks you've played or endured? Oh, um, I don't know why I picked that one. Um, oh, because I, I used to, like, my when I was a kid, my mom, like, left this, like, big manila envelope out, and it was, like, addressed to her, and it was there for, like, a couple days. I'm like, what is this? But then I was like, oh, it'd be so funny to, like... Um, like type a fake letter and pretend like it got here. So I t- made up the scholarship that, and I said that I, this was in high school. I said that I w- was awarded it and it was like, so per- it like sounded so real. Like I was like, yeah. you know, based on grades and this is the scholarship. Right. This is like really prestigious. And I made this whole thing and printed it out and just slid it inside. And then eventually like one day she opened it and she was like bragging about it to the neighbors and saying, and I don't know why, like I used to always play pranks on my mom. Um, so she really thought you got the scholarship? Yeah, she thought I got How did you tell her it wasn't happening? That you oh, were... I was just like, Mom, that's fake. Like, I wrote that. And she was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Jimmy. I used to, like, we would drive in the summer, and, you know, in Boston, it's super hot. Yeah. And, like, I would slowly turn up the heat. Like, the yeah. AC would be on because it would be, like, unbearable. It's so humid. But I would, like, slowly turn up the heat until it was on full blast. Like, I would be dying. Yeah, you're like, punishing be, yourself. Yeah, I'm just punishing for myself life. just to see, and I'm, like, yeah. side eyeing her to see, like, how she's handling it. Yeah. And it would be so hot. And then I would see, like, a bead of sweat like roll down her cheek, and then, and then her eyeballs would like glance to the the um uh, the heat, and she would see it's on, and she'd be like, "Oh Jesus Christ, Jimmy, you sick!" And then she would turn it back down. Now, can you Boston up your accent if you want to? Yeah, yeah. I used to have an accent. There's like yeah. a video of me when I was three years old, and my sister. It was her birthday, and she got a Barbie, and I was like, "Mom, she got a she got a Bobby, she got a Bobby." Like I can't even oh, pronounce the R. Yeah. That's probably was, adorable. Uh, yeah. Were you, did you want that Bobby? I did. I, and yeah. I had a Barbie of my own. Did you? Yeah. I got Were a, you always pretty open and out and stuff like that? And cool, no, or was I, there was like, I was really like closeted for a long time. Like yeah. I played like lacrosse and I yeah. like, played baseball and, and I just like was trying to shut down that like feminine side of me. Right. Like, you know, it wasn't very cool. No. But, of course not. Yeah. 
And then it sort of started coming out more like, yeah. when you were a teenager? Yeah, and like when I, I went to an arts high school, so it was way more like liberal. Of course. And then um, in college, it was just like free for all. <laughs> all bets were off. Yeah. Um, what do you first remember about coming to L.A. when you first got here? Um, I remember I had this terrible um, like pain. I think I had anxiety. Yeah. Um, about leaving because I don't think my body could process everything that was happening like leaving and then like it was really yeah. happening I was moving 3,000 miles away and like this you know where was I going to have friends and I had a terrible like I couldn't breathe like every time I took a deep breath I had like pains in my mm. back and so I remember like I was like what the fuck is this ever going to go away and I ended up taking a yoga class with my, my aunt Sherry lived in Pasadena nice and so we went but I remember it was like so smoggy and I was like wow this is a really different place but I love like my cousins lived here and I visited and even when I was like 10 and I didn't have like this like you know uh, like view this like romanticized view of LA of like Beverly Hills like I saw like the shithole of Hollywood and I still was like wow this place is this is it like the opening of Pretty Woman yeah yeah love it do you, did you, what does your mom think of uh, Go Go Boy Interrupted? I don't think they really get it. I've, like, sent them a couple links, but yeah. they never know what it is. They're, like, you know, I, so I think, I think, like, they're, like, what is this? Like, yeah. They're, like, why? Why did you do this? When did you first, no, I'm funny. I can make people laugh, or um, I have a comedic take. I think it was with my family at dinner table. I would try to make my mom and my sisters laugh. Yeah. And, like, my dad never thought it was funny. I mean, maybe a couple times I made him laugh, but he thought I was obnoxious. And, like, right. he would always say, me and my sister would be laughing and he'd be like, Jimmy, go to your room. And I would have to go to my room. And wow. Cause we, cause we you pushed laugh. it so far. Yeah, because I never know how to stop. I, like, take know. a bit. I, like, take everything way too far. I created a fake um, profile on online, a, a fake pro, uh, Facebook profile, and started just to mess with my friends. It was, like, this guy who's trying to be a model in, like, Michigan, and I took all his photos and created this person, <laughs> and, um, and I started just, like, updating, like, really annoying statuses, like, went, went out today to the movies, and a, a guy complimented my eyes, LOL. Like, just stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's just so like gross! The, and, like, just so gross! And just constantly did that. How did it play out? It got to the point where, at first, it was really subtle. Yeah. And, like, but because I wasn't friends with him yeah. on Facebook, because I didn't want to give it away, like, my personal Facebook. Yeah. So, no one came to me and was like, oh, my God, who is this? Like, people would, like, I'd hear about it. A couple people knew that it was me. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, my God, people are talking about Take it. About but it's so annoying. And so, it's until it got very extreme where people, it got to the point where people would, like, write on my wall, like, who is this? This is either, like, a brilliant joke from a friend or, like, someone who's... So it's familiar. almost like performance art on social media, it in a way. What? It was but very, did you feel bad that you were taking this guy's identity? I, a little bit. Like, I feel like if he ever found out, I would, like, delete the profile. Because yeah. it's, like, I don't know. It's kind of mean. It, but it's not meant to be mean to him. It's just meant... But his, it's not so far off. Like, I found Well, him. no. If he's got all these pictures yeah. out there, he's clearly, like, certain, yeah. you know... Somebody told me my dick was too big today. Yeah. That's a good one. I yeah. Think I should do that. Yeah. Hey, big dick guys, how do you do it? Yeah. I don't That's know. That's a great one. I don't know. Big dick guys. Like, <laughs> but see, even that, like, it would be like, it would maybe people think it's like he has a great sense of humor. Like, I almost, But there are those guys out there that cannot post enough hot pictures of themselves and being, yeah. I guess it's shirtless Thursday, I guess yeah. I have to do, like, but they're all sort of disingenuous yeah. about, like, I guess I have to, or what, uh, it's I just know. like, it's a really? fine line. It's, it's a, a fine line. There's a guy I'm friends with and he was like, he's like, it's been four years since I moved to LA. And then it was like this crazy monologue about all this different stuff that he's like accomplished. He's like, I've been in a music video. Like I've done background on a feature film. Like it was all this like laundry list and it was like so gross. I was going crazy. But at the same time, like I love that stuff because it's so, it's so interesting. It's like, it's such interesting character studies. Like what is going on with them? And I always think when people like three years ago today, I'm like, I don't have any anniversaries in my head of anything I can sell. Like I don't know the dates of anything yeah and it's anyway. also like who cares like who is this yeah. for like yeah i don't know it's that oops i'm good thing like yeah. oops i'm good okay yeah but i'm uh, sure i do it i have yeah. to say that i probably do that stuff okay um what kind of feedback do you most often get from auditions job interviews oh you know your agent's always like i got some feedback yeah. for you well every like now and then like wires get crossed at my right. agency and I end up, like, auditioning for, like, a dramatic part. Right. And, like, I'm t- I'm the worst person ever, like, with drama. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. Like, I'll be, like, acting, like, in quotes, the final yeah. quote, acting. 
um, with the casting director and I'll be just like just you know gesturing with my left hand like ferociously because <laughs> I don't know what to do and I'll just yell and it's terrible um, but um, so I am really bad at drama but this one time my old commercial agency I went to pick up a check because I hadn't done a commercial and right on I was feeling really good because you know I don't book a lot of stuff so right. um, I go in and um, I met this they had a new agent who I never met before and I was like hey you know heard a lot about you I'm Jimmy and he's like, hey, he's like, I don't want you to think that I don't know you. I've seen all your stuff online. And I was like, oh. Like, I didn't think, you know, I, oh, I had said, it's great to put a face with a name. Which is right. basically just like, yeah. you know, like a random filler conversation to right. someone you've never met. But you've talked a lot. Right on. And he was like, um, he was like, oh, he's like, I, I don't want you to think. He's like, I, I haven't seen you in a show, but I've seen all your stuff online. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I wasn't like thinking that was weird. And then my other agent, Samantha, she was on the phone with someone, and she was pitching this person to get in a commercial audition. She's like, you gotta see Mike. She's like, Mike, I forget the person. It was like, Mike McNeil, you gotta see him. He's, you've seen him before, you've called him back, you gotta get Mike into the room. And, like, this agent obviously wasn't feeling it, because she kept pitching. And then she, like, made eye contact with me, and she goes, what about Jimmy Fowley? And I was like, oh my god, like, this is only happening because I'm here right now. Like, yeah. please don't make me listen to you pitch myself. Like, that would be so terrible. And oh, anyways, she, god. like, pitched for a little while, and then, like, the, I was talking to the other agent, and then she got done, and then she came over, we gave each other a hug, and she's like, yeah, she's, I was trying to get you in there, but, uh, you know, the casting director thought you were really funny, knows your work, but said you were uh, too feminine for this. And I was like, oh... And then the other... I'm really glad I... I'm really glad I found a meter apart for and this. This is really good. Yeah, and then the agent was like, what was it for? And then the other agent... And then the agent was like, um... Uh, she's like, it was for... Uh, it was a non-union Milk Bones commercial. And, like, I was too feminine for a non-union Milk Bones commercial. It's like, it's those moments you just want to die. You're yeah. like, what is this, what is this right. job? Right. So... That's so... And if you... Ugh. I love that. that. Yeah. That made me laugh. All right. I'm glad that you can roll it. With a, yeah. Describe your most unfortunate haircut. Oh, um, so when I went to school at USC, yeah. there was this place that people, poor people went to, like, yeah. and myself, not, like, poor, yeah. random people, but poor students called A Touch of Class. Right. And, like, it was just right near the school, and, like, um, none of the um, people who worked there could speak English, so you kind of had to, like, mime, like, yeah. what you wanted to get done. <laughs> and I had this one stylist who, like, gave me the most severe military cut. Like, it was a, it was a flat top. Right on. It was a full-on 90s flat top. It was really tall and really short, but, like, a square across it. I looked yeah. really bad. And I, and I saw myself, and because I have no boundaries and I don't have confidence to say, hey, I don't like this. Yeah. Can we try something else? I was just, like, looked at myself in the mirror, and I was horrified, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> and I tipped them really well, and I left. And then finally, like, I was like... It was your fault. Yeah, it was my fault, and it happens, you know, right. and I could have, like, got, you know, gotten fixed, but then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just wear, like, hats for a long time, and then I started, <laughs> like, being like, oh, whatever, maybe it's not too bad, and I was, sh like, shopping with my friend Jess, and I was like, Jess, like, what do you think about my hair, and she's like, honestly, and I was like, yeah, honestly, and she just looked at my hair, she's like, I think it's scary and sketchy and the whole thing's confusing and it was like the best. I love that it was like my favorite quote of like my hair so I got it fixed yeah. but you got it fixed but you know what she laid it right out she told me exactly how it okay is. your most unfortunate headshot oh just um it was uh an all green background and I was right. wearing green and I had a cross I'm not like religious yeah. so I don't know where I got that <laughs> and um yeah I just, it's like really terrifying my hand my I have a po my hand is posed back like a hand be, a hand yeah it's behind. like my, my arm like so my elbow yeah. is straight in the air I have it um that's pretty crazy. amazing yeah. all right I love that um now we have one more question left but I think I'm gonna save it because I do a sometimes I do a tie-in with frontiers okay cool so if you want to know about uh if Jimmy has any scars or tattoos with stories we're going to do that with uh, Frontiers. Oh my, you're going to love this one. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you, Dennis, and for coming here. I'm so excited that there's going to be season two of Go, Go, Boy Interrupted. Yeah. So it'll watch be great. the first one. Is there a way people can follow you or so you can yeah, reach you out go, to them when you start crowdfunding and stuff? Yeah. If you go on Facebook and you like Go, Go, Boy Interrupted, then yeah. you'll get all the information. You'll know all about it. Yeah. yeah I love it. All right. Thank this you. was so fun talking to you. And um, we'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks, Dennis. Bye.
My thanks again to Jimmy Fowley. Go check out Go Go Boy Interrupted if you haven't already seen it. Season one is online. You can go to gogoboyinterrupted.com or you can find it on YouTube. And also donate to the Kickstarter campaign for season two. You could do that at gogoboyinterrupted.com and also at the Go Go Boy Interrupted fan page on Facebook. All right. So this happened. Um, I don't know how many of you were sleeping when this happened, but the movie Xanadu turned 35 last month. Yeah, I know. It sneaks up on you, doesn't it? And a few of us went to see a screening of it in Long Beach at their cemetery. It was a 35th anniversary screening, and it was me and my friends Danny and Doug and John, and we have so many Xanadu outings in our past that you can't even count them. It's like our class reunion thing. We've every screening, every goofy thing. I mean, t-shirts have been made. Um, glow sticks probably figured in the odyssey. But anyway, at this particular screening, there was a band that got together to play an ELO cover set and they did like an hour and there were like, I don't know, 15 people in it, backup singers and all kinds of instrument players. And they jammed out in front of the inflatable screen and played the hits, all the songs you wanted. And then the other cool thing that they had was um, a screen printing T-shirt to commemorate the occasion, but you got to watch them screen print it right in front of you. So you picked the color you wanted then the dude slathered on the ink or whatever, did the press, then put it through this thing to dry it, and then you got it. I don't know. It was super neat. And they were like seven bucks. I mean, come on. What's not to love? And my favorite thing that my friend Danny does every time we see the movie is there's a scene in the middle of the movie where Michael uh, Beck, as Sonny Malone, is painting the album cover or whatever. It's late at night. And... Kira sort of, Kira, a.k.a. Olivia Newton-John, sort of appears behind him, but he doesn't see her. And there's a moment or two before he sees her, when the audience sees her, and Danny yells out, She's right behind you! And the crowd goes apeshit. And I've heard him do it once before. I never get tired of it. But this particular time, his, his line reading, the level of terror in his voice, I mean... It was really one for the ages, and I will always treasure it. I'll always treasure my shirt, and I will always treasure that stupid movie. And I love how Olivia Newton-John does Suspended in Time in one take. That's it. All right, that's enough of that stuff. Um, Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye!